check, check. Mic check. Sixty show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex pistol. On FMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Thursday, March 16th, 11 a.m. Detroit this weekend. Yeah, uh, Detroit. Love, uh, love this race for the historic reasons. From going back into Pontiac days, and we'll ask our two guests about that. Uh, we got lots to talk about, though. We have Ken Roxon's win, Justin Barsha's runner-up spot, and where in the hell was Chase Sexton and Eli Tomac, right? So Webb's got the red plate. He's got all the uh, advantages now. If he just uh, wins out, then he wins the races. And I know Jason Wygant, who's going to join us, loves that kind of talk. Dan Truman as well will be on the line. 702-586-7857. Thanks for joining us. We know you're at work. We know you're going to call in because you don't want to work, and we appreciate that. So uh, thanks again, everybody. Thank you to Fly Racing. Uh, you saw that kinetic mesh that dropped at Daytona, the purple stuff and the uh, blue stuff as well. They got some teal, of course, which we figured out last week. Flyracing.com, get it at motorsport.com, get it at your local dealer. And uh, they got the patrol stuff that's off-road gear. They got boots. They got helmets. That formula helmet, it's a game changer, I'm telling you. They got a bunch of different models, different shells, uh, and whether it's EPS uh, conehead system, whether it's the Rion technology, the uh, shells themselves, it's super quiet, super lightweight. The Formula Home, it's really safe. The data that uh, Fly has done is on their site. So read up on Fly Racing USA about the data and how that helmet protects you. And I think you'll uh, be pretty surprised, man. It's, it's something else. Good job by the folks at Fly Racing over the years. And uh, thank you to the folks at Maxis, Vertex, 100% Decal Works, Plum Creek Funding, and Get Data as well uh, for coming on this show. Taking your phone calls over there in the corner, holding things down, just showing up here kind of late, but still making it happen right away. V. Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? I take issue with the kind of late well, part. Well, I mean, you, you came in a little late, but you settled I, in quickly. I wasn't excessively early. You just you settled in quickly. It was impressive <laughs> how you know how right. much together you got yourself in, in right. a short time. Well, I'm glad to be here regardless. Oh, uh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yep. Uh, all right, Dan Truman coming up here as well. Thank you to the folks at Maxis Tires, uh, MXSTs used by uh, A Ray last weekend in his return to Supercross, and they got a new front tire coming as well. Lot mountain bike tires, light truck tires. Maxis.com for more information. Uh, they support us. They support the Swap Moto guys. Big part of the uh, Moto Media. So thanks to the folks at Maxis, man. I've ridden with the tires. They're really good. And I uh, appreciate those guys coming on board. The Minions is what I use for mountain bike tires. So Max's Minions, if you get a chance to check that out. And, of course, Decal Works. The guys at Decal Works right now making a set of graphics for my next project bike. And they are doing a great job. They send you a proof beforehand that you can approve and you can make changes. Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition 
quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com. Use the promo code PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Thank you to the folks at Decal Works. Decalmx.com. Promo code is PulpMX23 to save with the folks at Decal Works, uh, Red Bull, KTM, Husqvarna Off-Road, just a couple of teams that use their products. Uh, thank you to the folks at Decal Works for all that they do for us as well. Tell you more about the other guys later. But again, uh, coming into this race, Cooper Webb, new red plate holder. Eli Tomac, one point back. Chase Sexton, of course, uh, sliding back a little bit after his 10th place in Detroit. We had Roxon, we had Barsha, one, two. What the hell is going on in this series? So there's plenty to talk about. Brett's on one. Let's get right to the phones. What's up, Brett? How are you, man? Hey, Steve, I'm good. What's I got up? a, a yeah. future headline All for right, you. Let me have it. Okay, AC challenges Chase for championship. Or AC winds up the next Wilson. Hmm. Are you saying AC challenges Sexton like next year? Yeah, or next couple of years. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just on that track of being back to the top where he was before, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the, the Wilson comparison for AC. Man, it's, uh, it's tough, man, like with the injuries. Just it it is. Look, look, he's uh, he's my guy. He's a good buddy of mine. I get it, but I got to be honest with my listeners, right? Uh, he's got a road. He's got a way to get a, a, a road, a long road to get back to where he was, where he was leading races and all of that. I would venture, though, that Adam has already led more laps in a 450 main event than Dean has ever led, you know? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, there's a little bit more of a progress for AC than, than Dino, right? I'm just – Yep. But, but you're right, man. It's going to take some time. And if I have to choose on future headlines, I'm going to choose the second one. Yeah. But, buddy, I hope it's the first one. I do, too. That'd be great. He's awesome, as you know. So, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a hot question right off the bat. I, I don't like that so much. But let's see if we can get to our first guest here. Dan Truman, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That question was tough. He, he asked, is Adam Cincerillo going to challenge Chase Sexton for a championship or – does Adam Cirillo end up like Dean Wilson in his 450 career? And Dino's great. He made a lot of money. He's done really well. But, you know, he never really got to the top, right? Uh, but I, you can see parallels between Dean Wilson, national championship for pro circuit, and Adam Cirillo, national championship for pro circuit, right? You can see it. Yeah, that's, that's, very, that's a tough comparison. Uh, I think Dean had a great career, uh, rattled with some injuries, like, like you said. But, yeah, I don't know if Adam – uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He rode great this weekend, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that stuff, man. Like, I, no. I, I just don't. I don't know that he challenges. Yeah, uh, for championships in the 450 class. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it, it's it's. Uh, but it's kind of you know it could happen. Like, you know, he's Dean. By the way, if, Dean has had some horrific injuries. Uh, you, you just yeah, he's gonna have. Some yeah, serious... I don't, don't want to make it sound like Dean's 450 career wasn't great either. I mean, podium in that cl- podiums in that class, yep. no joke. Yep. Ride for a long time. Yep, yep. Um, but Adam has been, you know, was supposed to be the guy. Um, so that is tough. But know? like, uh, like I mentioned to that caller, I think Adam has already led more laps of a 450 Supercrosses than Dean ever did. You know, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. So, so there is that. But uh, yeah, lots to get into. Uh, how's things that get in Athena? How's that? Things are busy. Um, we just got our Yamaha 450-2023 ECU completed. And, um, yeah, it's been a big request, uh, obviously, but Yamaha being an all-new bike. 
and um, new plug, new everything. So yeah. getting that, getting that developed was was tough and challenging. We raced the first MXGP with it to get more data and stuff, and now we can release it to uh, to the guys that are asking for it, Benny Bloss and and A Ray and Kiefer and and all these guys that want been want to test it. So it's pretty cool to be the first one on the market with something like that. <clears throat> and then working on the new fuel injected two strokes. I get called every single day about it, um, and yeah, we, we have that almost done too. So, they need a yeah, lot of help, right? They need a lot of help ignition-wise. Those things. Yeah. So yeah. for what for whatever reason, when they went to the full fuel injected two-stroke, uh, it seems like it needs a lot of help on the ECU side. Right. So we've we made some really good gains on that 125 and 250 and 300, and um, yeah. So just really, we're just working on new products. has been been the busiest part. So. so. So challenging, but it's good. Maybe you can confirm or deny this, or maybe you just say no comment. But from what I understand from talking to some people, the star guys with, with Ferrandis and Tomac kind of made their own harness and made it work or something. Like they they were struggling a bit too. Yeah. So I mean, they definitely don't have an ECU uh, for the current bike. Uh, yeah, I, we're the only ones with that. Yeah. And they, they and they don't use our product. So yeah, I don't know exactly what they've done. I, yeah. I don't poke around that much, you know, out of respect for them. But from my understanding, they made an older ECU work some way, somehow, whether it was a a harness or a a sub-harness or something, because the plug on the new bike is completely different. It's a really small ECU on the stock bike. and So, yeah, I mean, they made something work, obviously. You know, the right. team did something that works great. But for, like, you know, MXGP guys, Jeremy Seward this weekend yeah. and things like that, you know, they were able to at least race with, with and, our kiddies. And for, for, for the record, no ECU issue with Seward on his get-off. <laughs> no. Good God. And to be honest on that, it's really strange. I mean, I, he's not hiding anything. There was no issue with the bike. No, He no. said it, it wasn't his fault. We don't really know what happened. We looked at everything that we could see, um, and it looks like maybe he was just a gear high, and I don't know, it hit a, it's weird. Man. Yeah, because really I watched his GoPro, and there's not any massive <clears throat> kicker or rut or where he went. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there was real no reason for the bike to act like that. Uh, but, yeah. Strange. Yeah, really strange. Uh, Dan Truman here from Get and Athena on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, lots to get into uh, for sure. And uh, also, I like how – so you just got the 23 – YZ450 uh, ECU going, and you put up an Instagram with Benny, or Benny put on Instagram thanking you because he rides at 83 compound, and A-Ray and Kiefer immediately just lose their shit. Like, they just immediately blow you out, put it up there, you know you know what I mean? Like, calm down. Calm down, everybody. Well, we've had it for a little bit, obviously, and, and we just need to get a little bit more data because when we mm-hmm. put it in the hands of these guys, right, like, <clears throat> they're going to review it, they're going to do stuff, and we need to make sure that it's, you know, yeah. it's ready to go to the market. And Benny, obviously being here where I do a lot of testing at 83 Compound, um, Benny's like, hey, can I try it? And then he tries it, of course, and Benny's like, oh, I'm racing with it. I'm like, Benny, we're like 13 minutes into this test. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, I got to race with it. I said, first of all, let's just let's just give me some feedback first. And then he makes an Instagram post. I'm not even done programming. Yeah, I know, right? And, and Kiefer is just texting me his address. Can you overnight? Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not even there. I'm not even like at the shop. Dude. So, yeah. And I get it. In this in this case, the other companies that make ECUs don't have one, so the, the demand is a little bit higher. Yep. And I'm just like, guys, I am going to get Kiefer one. I'm getting all of our guys one. All of our A-Ray, calm down, A-Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have a bunch of tuners, guys in Texas do a lot, uh, HP development stuff. Yep. They're going to they're gonna put it in the market, put it on some bikes, and right. give me feedback because 
that's what I need. Just feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also A Ray, just work on you know other th- like you're away you're a ways away from needing an ECU A Ray. Just you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, that's fun stuff. By the way, if you want a discount from the folks at Get and Athena, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com, and uh, we'll send it on to Dan, and he'll give you a pulp show listener discount. Okay, so Dan, I asked everybody this question, uh, but you weren't here. Uh, on the line, uh, whether it was uh, Weege, JT, Millsaps, um, anybody else that was I've been doing these shows with, is Ken Roxon's win, like they found something. According to the team, they found a setting that really worked well, and they were stoked with it. Is Ken Roxon's win, like is this this – like I'm not saying he's going to win Detroit, but is he now going to found this setting, found the confidence. We know how mental these riders are with confidence. And is Roxon going to be like a – a guy the rest of the way, do you think? Do you think this springboards him into maybe another win, but more podiums? He'd only made one other podium all year long. Where do you, what do you think this is going to do? For me, it doesn't change a whole lot. Okay. Uh, I, I think that, for, for me, the top three guys are still Eli, Chase, and Coop. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jason and, and Ken are the next two for me, with Barsha right there with AP in that group. Yeah. Uh, does, does he podium some more? Of course. I, but he could. But that track uh, was very tough. Yep. Uh, and Ken, obviously, it was very, he was amazing. He wrote awesome on it. I still think Chase was better, but Chase made the mistake. I think had Chase settled down, but, I mean, this is what Chase has been doing, in my opinion. He's been making these mistakes and cost himself a lot of points. But, no, I don't think like Ken just starts clicking off these wins because they found something. I don't. I'm not a huge believer in they. I mean, yeah, maybe they made him more yeah. comfortable. Yeah, and, yeah. And he's better, but it's not like okay, now we're that next level. I think Ken was there all year. I think they're just all that good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're this is this win was track induced, is what you're thinking. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he got a great start, and the track was very hard to pass on, and he rode awesome. Okay. Like, you know, yeah. It, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, if he whole shots shot Detroit wins, not, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Something we talked about on the Pulp Show. Uh, so Webb's got the red plate, and it's, it's one point, but it's better to have that one point than not, right? Um, Rez, he's got the red plate, and he could win this thing, obviously. We know that. I don't think there's any way KTM thought he would be this good. Um, this year. They signed him to a one-year deal, Supercross only. It does sound like he had an option for Nationals, and it sounds like, in talking to Coop, he's going to take that option and do the Nationals. Um, but where does he go next year? Like, we think Sexton's going over, and, you know, we don't know about Eli Tomac and going back to his old team. Honda's going to have a spot. Um, what What do you think he does, or what, what do you think happens here? Because I got to think if KTM had any idea he would be back to this level they might not even went after Chase. Um, but why can't he stay? I think he can't stay because KTM maybe promised Sexton that he would be the guy. And you know how these riders work and these teams work? There's always a guy and then there's a B guy. You know? I don't know. Maybe he can't. That's just me. Uh, yeah. You know, he thinking. can definitely he, he can definitely stay. Um, that that promise may have been said, but that's not the case. So. Uh, obviously, I'm involved a little bit and, and know some stuff, but he can stay. Okay. Um, Coop's never had an Coop's never had an ego of uh, the A guy for him. No. Now, no. Chase, Chase, I'm not saying uh, you know I do think that that is there with Chase a little bit. Yes, I think that's uh, coming from there, right? Yep. Yeah. From Coop's side, I mean, he told me straight up. He said, you know, I had J Mart that was you know the guy. I've had you know 
he's always had somebody that was the guy that he was on his team, right? When he mm-hmm. went to KTM, Marv was the, kind of the guy, whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not worried about that. So I think the option is there to stay um, if, if that came down to it. Okay. Uh, but with that being said, I would love to see him make a change because sometimes I think change is good. Um, I mean, Cowie has to do something. I, I think they're locked in with their guys, but I don't know. Could they – could they make room for Cooper Webb? I think if he's a champion, anybody can make room for him, right? I, uh, um, yeah, I don't. Cowie's just never added that third bike, and even with Savachi doing really well, they booted him. Um, they seem to like the two, you know. But maybe, yeah. I think Anderson, we all think, ends up with Bobby Hewitt's triumph team, but they don't have a 450 for next year, so no. something's got to happen. There. I, I think Jason and, and AC stay at Cowie, right? And again, I don't know that for sure, but I think they stay there. I think Jason's happy with his program. Yeah. He's happy with his family. He's starting and, and happy with everything and how it works. <clears throat> of course, I think Bobby would be going after him, but I don't know that Jason is in his career to kind of help develop a new motorcycle. Well, but one more year at Cowie and then go help develop a motorcycle, maybe. Yeah, at the end of his career, though, I don't think it makes okay. a lot of sense. Right. Um, there is a spot at Honda. Um, it, you know, Jet, no secret, Jet's moving up to a 450 for next year. But, I mean, they have options with Hunter, right? Like, what mm-hmm. what Hunter has a deal. You know, it's supposed to ride a 250, I believe. But maybe maybe Hunter does what Jet did this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 250 super fast, 450 yep. outdoors, something right. like that. So, right. yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely could see Coop looking at options, though. I mean, if Eli really retires, Star Yamaha loves Cooper Webb. Yep, yep. Um, he was there for a long time. He's close with Bobby. He worked really good with the team. So, I mean – that would make a lot yeah. of sense. For the record, too, I asked Coop about this, and I told him that he could tell me to just to fucking beat it. And he basically told me to beat it. So, uh, <laughs> which I'm fine with. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. He, I, that's within his right, right? But I'm I'm sure interested in this. I I mean, can KTM, you know, can they have, can they spring money for Webb and Sexton? And then they do they keep AP or, you know what I mean? Like, ah, yeah. Yeah, know. no, I think it would be tough. But, again, I – right. I don't think Coop knows something he's really not telling you. Um, and, and again, this is my opinion just from knowing him. Yeah. I think that his only focus right now is is trying to win this championship. Sure. Like, he, he he don't really give a shit. <laughs> like saying it like that, he just he wants to win, man. Yep. Guys, and, and being around him so much and knowing how he was last year and stuff, he doesn't. He just wants to win. Like, that's it. Like, just give me a yeah. good bike and I'll put in the work and let me win. So. It's, there's not a lot of ego there. The guy's pretty. He's he's intense on race day, but not a lot of ego there. You, he's pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty across the board honest, right? So yeah, like yeah, I mean, he kind of tells it out. That's why I mean, like he doesn't like have a Cowie offer or like star offer, and he's just yeah. like not telling you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people have approached his agent and talked to him and said, hey, like you know mm-hmm. what, you know, are you up? Like, what's the deal? And he's probably just like, hey, you guys deal with it. Let me just go try to win these. Yeah, races. yeah, so. should be great. Um. Does Tomac bounce back? So we had a ride in Tampa that was, you know, so-so. Wasn't as bad as this week, uh, but it was certainly not great in Tampa. And he bounced back the next week with a win. Obviously, Chase gifted to him a little bit, but even a second would have been a bounce back. Do you think he bounces back again? Yeah, I, th- I think so. He was off all day. Um, he was, yeah. And it, it was it was kind of a strange ride. In Tampa, he was kind of off all day, too, and, and Eli's had those rides. He's been really good in Detroit in the past. I remember Chad's last podium in 19. I think Eli won, Coop got second. Uh, Chad was third. That was a triple crown that week. But Eli's always good. It um, seems mm-hmm. to be good in Detroit. So um, I, I would see him bounce back. I would, just, I would bet a fair amount of money that he's on the podium this week. 
What's your favorite uh, Pontiac memory? Do you have a Pontiac memory that stands out? The old dome up um, in the stands? I mean, I, I never got to really attend Pontiac much. Really? I was, oh. I was pretty young. I, I mean, I maybe went to two of them back in the day, but, oh, okay. um, right. man, I loved, watch, I loved watching it. All right. It, it, was, it was cool. I don't really have a, a memory that stands out. I guess I'm dating myself because, yeah, I went there from, like, 96 to 04, I think, that was last year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe 03 or 04. I became a mechanic in 05, so that's... Oh. I would have okay. only went to a couple when I was up there racing or something. So, yeah, right. um, not a ton of Pontiac memories. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Dan Sherman from Get and Athena on the show. Let's take some phone calls if we can. Uh, we have uh, Shad on three. Shad, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. Um, yeah, as far as the track goes, um, they got a lot of combos, you know, a little technical, a bunch of switchbacks. I'm wondering your opinions uh, on uh, 250 and 450 riders, non-all-star. Who's the best riders to fit that track? Well, Shad, we did a Pulp Fantasy podcast just yesterday. Did you listen? Uh, actually, I did. Oh, okay. But, you know, right. I'm just wondering, you guys kind of gave your picks or whatever, just all about, you know, everyone's, you know, uh, uh, impression of the riders or whatever who they thought would, you know, be a, a final pick for 250, 450, non-All-Stars. All right. Okay, Dan, what's a couple that you like, non-All-Stars? Yeah, I like the Phoenix Honda guys, non-All-Stars. Honestly, um, all three of them, four of them, Braswell's even been pretty good. I like those guys in the 250 class. Um, in the 450 class, Kyle Chisholm stands out. Uh, I think that he has a lot of value. He's getting healthier. So, yeah, I mean, we kind of went over a little bit in the, in the podcast, you know, for the most uh, part. So, uh, I think if Moseman's a race, if Moseman's racing, which we think he is, I stamp it. Pick Moseman a week Mosman, off huh? and break break your keyboard. I think he, I think he'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to max out or anything, but I think he gets like a better yeah, result. Negative one. So I know. Be, you know. Yep. All right. Okay. Thanks, Chad. It. Appreciate it. By the way, we're giving away a set of fly socks, right? Tits, fly socks. That is correct. And uh, also a set of 100% goggles to a lucky caller here on the show. Uh, we got TJ on four. TJ, what's up, man? Hey, uh, I had a question regarding uh, bike changes that these riders make that lead to these vast improvements. Um, so two examples would be with Roxon and Cooper Webb. So we all know Roxon struggled to start the year, and then, you know, he finds this magic setting, and all of a sudden he wins last weekend. Um, I just get frustrated that they don't get more specific about what they changed on the bike. You know, it's always something vague like, um, you know, we did something to the chassis or, you know, something like that. And then, like with Cooper Webb, too, I know, uh, you know, last summer, you know, he kind of took the summer off to figure out the bike. And um, he even quoted in an interview, he said he threw the kitchen sink at the bike and they changed everything. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, what? what is that? Is that like, um, is it hubs? Is it linkage? Um, it was races? It was, it was, I mean, what? It really was. Go yeah, ahead, Dan. It really was everything, I think. <laughs> it was like every part on the motorcycle. Yeah, like... In Kenny's case, like it's in Kenny's case, I'm sure it's just valving, you know, springs and valving, maybe. Okay. Uh, with a setting, you know, which Kenny doesn't even know, right? That it's 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 him saying, uh, you know, hey, it's doing this, and it's a suspension guy saying, okay, well, I put you know another uh, .4 shim in the high speed or whatever, right? So Kenny doesn't know that. So when Kenny says settings, yeah. that's just you know that's all he knows, right? It's just a, it's a suspension guy and Kenny's feedback trying to develop a setting wise but in coop's case i mean like dan said i mean that's everything right that's 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 engine mounts and races and clamps and 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 uh fork and shock and linkage yeah, and right linkage, yeah like 
engine power delivery, ECU changes. I mean, and you know, yeah. Going back to it, I think they kind of just basically started fresh and said, "Hey, whatever we were doing last year wasn't right. working, and and we really are just going to go step by step and try every part." And um, I see. yeah. Uh, so, I don't think they're trying to hide anything. Like, no one else is even on a Suzuki. Like, they're not trying to hide anything. I think, like Steve said, I don't know that Kenny knows. They just, like, he's like, hey, my bike's doing this, and it needs to do this. And they they fixed it, and he's like, yeah, we made some changes, and, right. and things are good. I will say one thing about the that I've been hearing is, Dan, you, you, you'll appreciate this. Twisted does the motor over there and the mapping and everything. And from what I hear, he hasn't touched the motor. Hasn't touched it um, at all. Been very happy with the motor uh, all year long, so that's that's interesting. So yeah, and and I think that the the power and the delivery and all that stuff that's not changing this year right now. He's just he's fighting that feeling, right? And mm-hmm. the same thing he was kind of fighting at Honda, and they were like, oh well, you know, sometimes it's tough when you're on a team and there's there is an A guy because they're like, well, that guy's winning on it. Yeah. Like, why can't <laughs> you win on it? Yeah, and <clears throat> I've seen it, I've seen it on both sides, and. Kenny doesn't have that right now, right? No one yeah. else on his team or anything is doing good. So he's like, hey, to win on it, I need this. So they're yeah. just trying to give him that, and, and he proved that he can win on it. So. Thanks. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I get riders being a bit frustrated for sure, but uh, or fans getting a bit frustrated with the riders, I get. But sometimes they don't even know, you know. So uh, Brett's on one. Go ahead, Brett. Brett, you there? Gage. Sorry, Gage. Hey, hey! Yeah, I had a uh, future headline. Yeah, y'all actually kind of kind of covered it, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, so, Roxon and Hep have the bike set up, actually dialed in, and continue the success in Detroit with the podium finish. Or, Tomac has escaped his demons in Indy and rebounds to capture the win in the Motor City. I'll go Tomac. I th- I think I'm with Dan on this. It was a great ride by Kenny. And he'll be fine, but a little more track-induced. I think I'm with Dan gotcha. on that. But, uh, Dan, you think – what do you think? Yeah, I, I like I like the Tomac one. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Okay. Thanks I've, got one more, I've got one more question if you got to say. Sure. Yep. All right. So, I heard on another uh, media outlet, um, is there any validity to Roxon's dad's allegations stating that Chase Sexton was using the same frame that Tim Geiser – was using last year. Uh, I didn't hear this, but um, it's a br- they brace it, right, Dan? They're bracing it. I think they that's 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 f- probably oh yeah they probably did that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean you're, you're allowed to add material to a yeah. Fund, so yeah, yeah, it's not. I got you. It's not illegal. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so the rule is you can add material to the frame. They don't want you removing material to to weaken the frame or anything like that. So any bracing, anything added to the frame is totally legal. So um, if you remember the KTM, you know, going back a few years um, to like bag of days, things like that, they would go brace one week and then yeah. they were, you know, they would take the brace off and yeah. all that's legal. So, I mean, I don't know for sure that they were using a brace frame like Tim was using, but I mean, yeah, it's legal. It's fine. I mean, I'm sure if Ken wanted to use it, he could have used it. Yeah, from what I know, uh, Gage, it, it was a. It's a <laughs> they brace up Chase's frame a little bit, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so it could be what Geyser uses. No problem on that. So okay, all right. Okay, thanks, man. Good deal. Thanks for clarifying. Thank thanks. you. Appreciate it. Uh, Dan, uh, speaking of Geyser and MXGP, I, I did a rant on my Monday show, like the ten points, ten nine eight seven qualifying rule on Saturdays is insane to me that these. Teams and riders just accepted this 
Uh, what, way too, way too much. What do you? Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you hear from your guys that get in Athena and the Riders? Yeah, it, it's way too much. It's way too many points. I mean, you have a, you have a bad. I mean, so essentially, what I don't like about it, and I didn't hear your rant or whatever, but what I don't like about it is the guy who won the GP is even doesn't even have the no. red plate. He won. He won the first yeah. round of the GP and doesn't have the red plate. It's insane. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. And I and I don't have an answer for it. I don't know what that is, but. I don't think this is it. Um, you can't. You can't ask the like, hey, you're not getting paid any extra money, and yes, it's not any different than last year because it's a race is a race. But when there was no points and just gate pick, that was everyone was kind of like just chill a little bit, right? Um, yeah. It wasn't a full on race, from what I gather. These guys are like, I don't really care that much. And now you're going to get guys full on going for it. Ten points is a lot, and you're going to have more crashes and more injuries. And you're asking, you're not paying these guys any extra. I, it's insane. Yeah, nuts. And, and the one person who might like it right now is Tim Geiser. I don't know. I, I've heard some different reports that Tim might not be out as long as we think he's going to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting 60 points a weekend now if you win, right? If you have a good weekend. So maybe, maybe Tim comes back and he's doing 60 points a weekend. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 just, I still don't like it. It doesn't yeah. mean that it's okay. No. I just think that it's, I don't know. I think that it's a lot of points for that Saturday race. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Of I just can't believe they did that. And yeah, think if you're Rub- I mean, look at someone like Jeremy Jeremy Seawar who is this is like a title fight for him, right? Yeah. And um and he's now down a ton of points cuz he lost 10 points cuz of a Saturday crash, right? And he still got last gate pick. So he was like double punished. <laughs> yeah. I, I just it's amazing, man. Uh yeah. D- Dan Truman from Get and Athena on the show. Thank you to the folks at 100%. This is cool. This is brand new Pulp 30. Code at 100%. Pulp 30. Saves on goggles and everything at 100%.com. Please check it out. San Diego-based company, the 100% brand, has always been synonymous with American motocross since the 1980s. Whether it's downhill mountain biking, BMX, MotoGP, MLB, snowboarding, and more, uh, they have all genres of people asking the original tagline. How much effort do you give? Pulp 30, the code to save at 100%.com. That's brand new. Thank you to those guys for uh, coming on board. And uh, we go to David on 5. What's up, David? Hey, thanks for taking my call today. Yeah. First off, uh, I fell in the uh, Simonson uh, rabbit hole on, on the uh, oh. Fantasy League. I know. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, so we found out that, and I didn't know what had happened, but and I don't know what took him so long, but we found out he fell after the finish, in between the finish, right? So just yeah. tip, tipped over, waited a yeah. while or took a while to get up. I don't think he did this on purpose. And then he got up grabbed his bike, and went and did the whole section again. So basically, the, the, the timing was like, hey, it counted from when he crossed the finish line, picking his bike up, yeah. dusting himself off, getting onto the track before the last turn, doing 10 seconds of the track, and that was another lap. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy stuff. But anyways, I, I just wanted to comment on uh, – Davey Millsaps the other night. That that's the best that he's ever been. I, I I mean I really enjoy listening to him, but he was so uh informative about his life and the 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 stories that he told about his mom shooting a BB gun at him and and it was just I was just dumbfounded. I thought it was great. Uh Dan, you know Davey Millsaps for a long time, I'm guessing. Um he was talking about his mom and how gnarly she was growing up and throwing pit boards at him like ninja style, ninja star style and shooting. I mean, yeah, I witnessed many of it. 
shooting a BB gun at him and never letting him have any fun, right? And growing up with all this pressure. And yeah, Dan, it was pretty gnarly. So, yeah, I was there before, you know, the MTF days. I used to ride with Davey and, and little Brian Johnson. And, yeah. Man, we would do some of these. I was ever the trainer. Like, I didn't put in as much effort as they did. But, I mean, I, I, I literally got stuff thrown at me. Like, <laughs> I mean, not the dirt. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to get, like, fifth in an amateur race. And, like, big Brian throwing up. I remember one time, I'll never forget this. They took us to a hockey ring. And uh, they're like, you're going to skate. And I'm like, but I don't know how to skate. Like, I'm not a skater. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but it's really, you know, it's good exercise. It's really hard. It's, and I'm like, okay. And it was. And it was hard. But he chased us around with a hockey stick swinging at us. And I'm like, but I can't skate. This is fair. <laughs> I can't skate. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, it would be okay if I could, like, skate and get away. But you're just, like, cornering me with a hockey stick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my my. Rate, he's like, your heart rate's going up. I'm like, I know because I'm scared. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Damn! I'm like, man, like, uh, yeah, he yeah. was he was pretty honest about it. And Davey and his mom don't have a good relationship to this day, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I had heard that, and I right. wondered, uh, you know, I mean, you never know. I'd, I'd heard that they don't have much of a relationship. Boy, that yeah, that explains some of it, huh? No, absolutely. It's a, it, I mean, Davey, one of the all time greatest amateurs maybe ever, and uh, and he had a great pro career yeah. too. But but it's really sad, right, when you see this kind of stuff. And it is. Yeah, and it then is very sad. and then you hear of like there's some riders out there whose parents took all their money. There's a few of those yeah. cases, you know. Oh, yeah. and you, you wonder how much this happened in this Millsaps case, how much of it was over yeah. money, um, and that's just yeah, brutal, brutal. So yeah, it is brutal. Uh, David, thanks for calling. Do you want a set of uh, fly racing socks or 100% goggles? You know, Steve, I can't ride anymore. My back's messed up. Give them to somebody who can use okay. them. Okay, sounds good, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Dan, I, I knew you knew Davey, but I didn't know you were getting swung a hockey stick at and while well, trying to skate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was actually the first person at MTF back in like '04 uh, when it all started and stuff. And I was I was close with Davey and Colleen because they they actually grew up in Florida. Yeah, uh, yep. I'm there originally from Orlando. So, right, right. Oh, big Dave, his father and my dad were were close. And yeah, I've actually got to spend some time with Davey recently. He works with Dino and, and right. those guys and. And I do agree with the caller. I didn't listen to your show, but this is the best Davey I've I've been around in a very long time. Yeah, um, he's he's been honest, um, like friendly, talkative. Like, yep. I feel like he's in a good spot. Yep. Um, yep. I again, I hate to see the family stuff. That just sucks to me. But um, yeah, it is cool. He, he does seem like he's in a really good spot mentally and stuff. So I'm happy for him. No, for sure. All right, last call for uh, Dan Truman is. Uh... Seth's on too. What's up, Seth? What's your uh, what's your question, man? Hey guys, appreciate you taking the call. Uh, we always hear the guys talking about how beat up the tracks get and everything. So I had kind of a question, and then maybe an idea you guys could mm-hmm. talk about for a sec. Uh, what about changing the number of riders in the main to slightly a little bit less to help improve track conditions? And then in kind of doing that, what if the LCQ paid a couple of points but the guys didn't transfer to the main you know they they stay back top four gets you know one two three points whatever and yeah. then you have only 18 guys in the main or something like that but yeah what do you uh, guys think? i'm not down with the point points to guys who don't make the main event but uh i think a couple things they should do they should think about if you lap twice you get the black flag so just that's it you're done pull off you get scored wherever you get scored that'll save the track and you're not in the race because you've been lapped twice and then two I can't believe I'm saying this, Dan, because I was one of the guys screaming that 20 laps wasn't enough. I'm not so sure 20 minutes is is good anymore. Like I, I'm not saying go back to 20 laps, but 
is there a happy medium between 20 minutes and 20 laps, Dan? I think we should look at that. Yeah, I, I will say that I do agree with you, I, and we've brought it up on other talks. I don't know, obviously, who you can take credit for it, but the, the getting lapped twice thing, that's been brought up uh, in a lot of conversations just for the fact that, like, okay, you've been lapped twice. You're really not in the race anymore, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's becoming a problem. Uh this weekend, Dean Wilson was lapped twice, though, so it's tough, right? Like, yeah, but you know what? So what? Yeah, sorry. Do you think Dean would care? Dean wouldn't care. Yeah, Dean was trying to pull off halfway through the race. <laughs> <as it was. laughs> um, so, yeah, I think the getting lapped twice thing is is not a bad idea at all. Um, the 20 minutes, though, it's tough because, like, you go to Daytona, and, I mean, they can't do 20. They couldn't have done 20 laps at Daytona, right? Like, that would have been tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. old, old school days, yeah, they did. But then, for the most part, sometimes we're in these 46-second lap times, like this past weekend, and the track just gets so tore up because they're can, doing 26. Can we adjust the, the length of mains as opposed to for going off track time slash conditions? Like, just say, hey, guys, Detroit is a 25-lap main, and hey, guys, Daytona is 20 minutes. You know? Like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I know you follow MotoGP and stuff oh, like that. Oh, big time. Yeah. That, that's how they do that. So, you know, they're like, hey, our, our track. The race, they try to get the race time around the same amount. So they're like, hey, not, so not saying 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah, the cases, yeah. But sometimes they do 25 laps. Sometimes they do 27 laps. Okay. I think that is doable. Um, I think just doing 27 laps, you got to remember the heat races are going longer. You know, all mm-hmm. that stuff, it's just so much on the track. There's just no way it can hold up. Yeah, Seth, I think you're onto something. Like these tracks, like Dan said, they get dangerous, they get sketchy, and whatever we can do to save them is probably um, probably okay. Uh, we could go back to 20 in the main, too, Dan. I mean, whatever. Who cares about 22 in the main? You know, like, whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I do, and I know this gets a lot of criticism, but I don't love that everybody just gets points, too. Um, okay. I, I like I like in some forms where, you know, if you get a DNF, it's a big deal. You know, it's a sure. big deal if you get a – and the Triple Crown, really, with that, you know, you see the Triple Crown guys have bad week, bad races, like a Jet when he has a bad race, and it really didn't affect Jet at all. You know, he still yeah. got third – no problem, but he got like 14th in that race. Yeah, you know? so yeah. I think there are some things that could use adjustment for sure. Uh, Seth, do you want a pair of 100% goggles or fly racing socks? Um, we'll do we'll do some goggles. That would be awesome. Thank you very All right. much. We're gonna put you on hold. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Thanks. Thank you, uh, Dan. Before I let you go, I was talking to Benny Bloss this weekend, and he said, "Bro, have you you got to see Jed on a 450?" And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "You got to see it. It's." Amazing. And then A-Ray was like, did he beat you? And Benny's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's better on a 450 than me. Uh, I heard he's riding raw, I guess, Dan. That's the – he's riding well? Yeah, but my, my argument – and believe me, when I watched him ride, I was like, holy shit. He, he's really fast, right? Mm-hmm. But when I watched Chase Sexton ride, I say the same thing. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, he's really good. So is he like – all so much better than Chase and Eli and, yeah. and Coop. He has some things that he does that are very amazing yeah. on a motorcycle. He's talented, as is Chase and those guys. But what Benny – it's hard for Benny because Jet's, like, going, like, five seconds a lap faster than Benny, and Benny's yeah. like, I'm trying so hard. But, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. If, if you told me tomorrow Jet has to race a 450, does he win? I mean, he probably says the fastest lap time, but I don't think he wins the race. Right, like, right. I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yes, he does look amazing. I, I know I'm not really giving a great, good answer, but he looks amazing. Yes. Um, I think he wins races sure. outdoors, but I don't know if he just smokes Eli and Chase. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a pretty that. big ask. Uh, 
who wins Detroit both classes, Dan? Um, give me Cooper Webb and Hunter Lawrence. No, not very original, but I think I agree. I mean, yeah. Who do you want me to go with, Benny Bloss? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I don't. No. Well, if he had an ECU, if the guy got an ECU, maybe. Yeah. Sure. For Remember, sure. all James needed was an ECU. That, that yeah, one, he that would have came back. Would have made a comeback. Yeah. Uh, all right. Get an Athena. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Steve. See yeah. you. That's Dan Truman, everybody. Plum Creek Funding. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2023, if you're a first-time buyer, you're an investor, you have a vacation home like Wygant, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. If you already own a home, you're looking to pull cash out, contact a pro with over 25 years of experience, and they have access to 12 different states as well. Reach out to Zach Morris, uh, Z-A-C-H, at PlumCreekFunding.com. I've used Zach uh, personally for a couple of houses, and he's great to deal with. So please check out PlumCreekFunding.com, over 12 different states. And again, if you have a vacation home like Jason Wygant, then you can uh, definitely use Plum Creek Funding. What's up, Weech? How are you, man? I handle my own funding. I've got uh, you know high-yield savings accounts, you name it. So uh, I do appreciate Plum Creek Funding mm-hmm. and what they do for your show and the industry. But uh, I will not be partaking in any loans anytime soon. Okay, all right. You know me, Fair enough. You know me, yes. Um, yeah. Chain lube. Uh, it's, it's difficult. Let's be honest. <laughs> Lubing a chain is not for the you know uninclined. You've got to be mechanically you know, really experienced and, and ACE certified. Right. But what happened to you with the top coming off and then not being able to put it back on? Like, I get it because it's happened to me and I just grab yeah. another can, you know, because yep. I have a bunch because Maxima is great. But, yeah. yeah, if you don't have another can, then you are kind of screwed. And, of course, that would happen to you. Of course. Yeah, I bought a $16 can of chain loop, and uh, apparently it's done. Can't even use it. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, uh, let's get into this. What's your, what's your favorite Pontiac memory? What's your is it is, oh, it is it the RC one? I mean, is it Pontiac? You mean uh, are we talking racing or uh, the weekend? Uh, the I guess the weekend. Anything Pontiac memories? Big Buck uh, place across the street. Uh, all of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some exciting races that come to mind. Actually, uh, yes. That obviously that Carmichael Nathan Ramsey win is awesome. Uh, one of the better ones actually was uh, Brandon Justman ended what could have been a perfect season for Chad Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would have been 02. Yep. And our Racer X crew was super biased at the time because Justin was like a local guy from yep. Western PA. And um, I think that was his first win. So we were going crazy on that. But but as great as the racing of Pontiac was, yeah, it was the off-track shenanigans. We were young. It was a race we could all drive to from Morgantown. Uh, Davey was the king of everything because he was working for ESPN. And, uh, yeah, some of the Friday night shenanigans there might never be topped <laughs> yeah fair enough uh I, I i'll agree with you it was even if you were a mechanic like i remember yeah i worked for nick way in 02 and yeah and then it was a i was there friday night late with his family and, and his brother and dad t-way and everybody and yeah, yeah good old times so yeah there was one year the supercross live webcast i remember it was probably 6 p.m before i finally started feeling okay like even at five o'clock i'm like dude i am still not good and we're within two hours of showtime i'm like how long can i feel this bad yeah yeah uh, really right yep yep okay uh detroit this weekend and uh should be interesting to see what happens cooper webb's got the red plate of course but let's switch to 250s here on the fly racing moto 60 show so i I had a couple people on the moto on the uh, on the Monday show. Uh, Millsaps, I think, was one of them. They thought Thrasher is kind of on the same level as Hunter Lawrence. Uh, obviously, he's had you know mistakes 
and uh, the last lap thing in Tampa and, and Hunter taking him down in da- Daytona. And there's a few different reasons the opener was bad. But I'm getting I'm saying I'm getting some people telling me that they feel like Thrasher and this weekend like they stayed about the same, you know, Hunter got the start, Thrasher didn't. Do you think he's the same as Hunter? Is he on the same level? Like if you just switch the starts this past weekend, we end up Thrasher winning. Tampa makes me wonder about that because, I mean, Hunter just ran him down from a huge, huge gap. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think Thrasher is so new to this that he's probably improving rapidly. And, yes, I do think that he can match him. And the difference is you're seeing Hunter is much more seasoned now, right? This is his third year in a row of being really good in 250 Supercross. I mean, he was actually second even in 21 and last year. So I think you're just seeing a more polished package. Like any individual lap, maybe Thrasher can match him. But to just say he will get the starts or he won't make the mistakes, that's, that's something you can't just assume. Yeah. So, yes, and any given weekend, any given lap, any given race, can he beat him? Yes. Uh, but that's the difference between a season and any individual race. Yeah, Thrasher wins this weekend. I would not be surprised mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, it, I do feel like Thrasher's broken away, though, from Jordan and Deegan and Max Anstey and all that. I mean, well, I think so, yeah. and, and that's why I think Hunter was looking at Thrasher as his probably main threat uh, going into Daytona, regardless of what the points said. Yep. Who's the guy who really could potentially beat me? I've, I've got to think he's putting Thrasher at the top of that. Smith maybe was there. That hasn't borne out. I don't think he's worried about Deegan or Vial or anybody like that, like straight up beating him. So, yeah, you got to worry about Thrasher catching fire. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Uh, Jason Wygant on the line. Thank you to the folks at Vertex Pistons. They provide the highest quality aftermarket replacement performance kits for the power sports industry, including complete engine rebuild kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more. These kits can save time and money, Weege. Time and money by combining all the components needed for the job in one convenient package. Uh, Manufactured in Italy, dirt bikes, ATV, UTV, and more. Vertex Pistons. Check them out, please. Thank you. To those guys. That is, that is great. Um, I will be glad to give it to someone else because you think I'm taking a cylinder off? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, also, we got a little tip on one of our group chats that uh, FYI, Detroit is uh, the exact same layout as the Star Racing track uh, that they have built by the same guys as well. So Thrasher, Jordan Smith, Hayden Deegan. Yeah, may be good this weekend. Yeah, unbelievable. I guess that's the track I've been using all, all year. But um, that's the layout. And, I mean, you've heard it from a million of these guys, right, Steve? What ultimately decides a, a race at the end of the night is never really the layout, right? It's a few subtle things, and it is built up by dirt work. So maybe the transitions and the spacing of the whoops might be exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, but probably not exactly. And then the way the dirt turns out, which mm-hmm. for Detroit, I think a lot of people, that indie race was so ruddy. That everyone has in their mind that that's the way it's going to be. But if you look at Detroit last year, the bigger obstacle was that there were parts that were hard and slick, not rutted. So I think the dirt is really going to be a huge factor. So to say that they have the track in yeah. Georgia and the in, inside this building, it's still not going to be the same. No, I agree, right? It's uh, But it's uh, something to keep in mind anyways. Oh, yeah. It's a help. Um, Hayden Deegan, does he win a race this year? What do you think? Yeah, I do think it's possible. Yep. I do think it's possible. The thing about Deegan, though, it's really interesting, and credit to Fowler's facts, Clinton Fowler, for digging into this. It's been oddly unrookie like He has not had blazing speed. His lap times at no point have jumped off. It is actually his consistency. His lap times have actually been more consistent in, in his good races. The difference between his good and bad laps is smaller than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So 
yes, I could see him putting himself in position, but I don't think he has the top-end speed where one of these nights is just going to click and he's just going to walk away from everyone. I think it would more be he's you know solid and second or third, uh-huh. and then something happens yeah. and he ends up winning. Right. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think when we're talking 2024 to the Supercross, I think Hayden's in the mix for a title. I think that's where we're at. Not only he's a clear favorite, but whatever coast he's on, you're like, hey, Hayden Deegan could win yeah. this title. Yeah. Our, our guy uh, Blair said that on our SMX Insider show last week after Daytona, and he's like, I know that people are going to come at me and they're going to be mad, and I'm like, dude, there really isn't any reason that what that is not that hot of a take. No, Daniel. Really not. Daniel told me he likes to specialize in hot takes. So I don't know why. Oh no, he's got some. Yeah, he's yeah, got some. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that one was not to me. If you're a Deegan hater, you're going to not be happy about that. But, like, the kid gets, you know, three out of the first four races are absolutely rock solid. And he wasn't even planning on racing Supercross this year. Give him one more year of prep. Why would you completely – you could not say there's no chance he wins the title last year. You could not say that. No, no. And you look at the team and the bike and everything else, and, yeah, you're absolutely – like, he's got everything, the total package, right? Yeah, I mean, I would the favorite. That's a lot to say because what did I just say about Thrasher? Right, like right. it takes years to get to that point of your mm-hmm. top to bottom, not going to make mistakes and all that. But he's got some learning to do. But circumstances can change with other dudes screwing up. Yep, and he's good enough to take advantage. I know we covered this back to four of these. I know we covered this on the review pod about Roxon, but we didn't really talk about Barsha. Sneaky good lately. Sneaky good year. Do you think he uh, can can use uh, the result in Indianapolis to kind of springboard himself into being more of a weekly threat? Or are we – is Kenny – I don't think him? he needed it. I don't even think he needed that. I okay. think he already knew. I was talking to Sorby all the way back in Tampa on track walk, and he's like, we show him every week. You're second fastest. You're third fastest. The lap times are there. Mm-hmm. So I think – Barsha knew this was there the whole time. We finally saw it at Daytona. He was far enough up at Daytona to be like, dude, he is faster than Sexton right now. They had the fastest lap. I think he's just been like, one of these weeks, I'm finally going to hole shot, and when that happens, I'm going to win. I think he felt like that for the last month. And, uh, dude, he didn't even hole shot at Indy. Yeah. He just passed five guys. No, yeah. I think people, if people want to go back and watch that race, look where he is off the start. Like, it's, it's not great. And he just earned it. Yeah, yeah. He, just, he just earned it. So uh, yeah. I think it's really, really interesting to see if Kenny and Barsha can kind of get back to – you know, being more of a threat to the top three guys. I still think the top three guys, like Truman was saying before you, top three guys are the top three guys. We've seen it. They're they're all multi-time champions and all of that stuff. Well, Chase is. Well, Chase is too. But um, um, I think those guys are better. But, dude, if we can get Barsha and Roxon into this mix more often, like, oh, my God. it. I mean, first of all, Barsha makes everything exciting. But this thing, this thing could be yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, they say in the other sports, right, they call it irrational confidence, right? Like, yeah. we don't know if this is real or not, but there's no way, if you're Barsha and Roxon leaving Indy, that you're not like, I'm right there. I can beat any of those guys at any time. Now, there might be data to show that, hey, if Sexton doesn't crash, they don't beat him. Hey, if Webb doesn't go off the track, Webb does what he does in the last five minutes. Hey, if Tomac doesn't have a weirdo ride, maybe they don't beat him. But they don't. You think they're thinking about any of that? Yeah, no, no, no chance. No. no, in their mind, they're like, I am now there. And in this sport, as long as you believe that, and I believe they do, <laughs> they got a shot. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, Sexton was in second place and crashed. You run that race 100 times in a simulator, he probably wins 90 of them. But the point is, he crashes a lot. So they're not going to be afraid of, of any of those three guys, I don't think. 
I wrote this in my observations column this week on RacerX Online. I'm sure you, I'm sure you read it and devoured it uh, every week. But uh, what do you do if you're in Sexton's camp and you're Lars and in Honda's camp? What do you do besides, hey, man, we'll get them next week. It's coming. We'll get them next week. You got it. You're fast. You'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's nothing else to say at this point. There really isn't. Um, I don't think you can sort of correct him his errors because he's going for the lead. He's riding hard, right? I just – I don't think you can do anything. I don't know how you could change. Clearly something is up. But I don't know how you can – this is not coincidence that this has happened. I think he's crashed in all but two races this year. Uh, but I don't know how you can make those changes overnight, as they say. Um, a couple things I've heard, you know, people saying, look, he, he had too much lean angle in that corner for the rut he was in. Of course he dragged pegs in the rut. Everybody's dragging pegs. So you do some things that are maybe not quite as fast to prevent the mistake. And in Dallas, he crashed, he pushed the front. And JT was saying he, he puts too much trust in the front tire. And most of the time, that means you're going to charge corners hard. You're going to go super fast. But every once in a while, that front tire is going to break loose and you're going to end up on your head. But I don't – you know how these guys run at instinct. He can't change that in five days. You know, he can't use no. all the tools he's no. using to go this fast and then suddenly change all those things. So I don't know. I'm so worried as this is happening. I mean, this is beyond coincidence. Seven out of nine crashes. How does he keep it out of his own head? How does he not just start getting whatever, depressed, broken, bummed in his own head, mm-hmm. thinking about it too much? How does, how does he stop this from spiraling when it keeps happening? I've never seen anything. Quite like this. Quite like this. Every race is the same. Yeah, it's, it's not even Stu-like, you know? Like, it's different. Because no. Stu, Stu would win three and then crash yes. out. Yeah. Yeah, Stu would win five, and then, yeah, the sixth week he would crash. But to have almost the exact same thing happen every week, it's, it's remarkably consistent, actually, yeah. even though it's not consistent. <laughs> Great work. You're super consistent. Just not in the yeah. thing that is, is really good. Yeah. No, no, yeah. you're really good at having, uh, you know, 99% of the laps being good and then having one bat. Yeah. You're really good at that. Yeah. I just think – I don't know how no, I didn't get discouraged. I, I just I think how. you just – you keep reinforcing the positive and yep. keep being positive and keep working with them. Yep. And, and you know what I mean? Like – yeah, I just yeah. think I think I, I don't think you say like, "Hey, man, back it down," or "Hey, man, uh, we're gonna make a radical change to your bike," or anything no. like that. You know, I I don't know. Um, Millsaps was in yeah. on Monday, and he kind of was saying that too. Like, just just keep doing what you're doing, man, and it'll it'll come together. Let's hope. I mean, it should. Yeah, because <laughs> any change to fix it permanent, I don't think you can do in in seven days' time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you yeah. can. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, if if Sexton's going to KTM, uh, which we think he is. Uh, you know, it's hard not to blame him to put cast a wandering eye to a, a steel frame chassis and be like, you know what? Maybe that's, maybe I'm crashing because it's too stiff of a bike and I, it doesn't agree with me and the steel frame's going to have flex. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I know how these guys are, right? So, yeah. Well, this KTM rumor has been out there, so people keep talking motorcycles, but, um, you know, people are going to shudder when I say this. But if he does go there and goes to Alden Baker, uh, and I know people don't show to me, Baker, the respect that he's due. But if your thing is late in the race, track's rough, things start falling apart, mm-hmm. is it not possible that the solution for that is there? I think you're right. Yep. I mean, looks, the yes. simulated race condition, the simulated race every single day, 
to me, seems like something that could help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think I kind of agree with you. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So we'll and see what nobody happens. Nobody wants to ever yeah. say Ryder's not in good enough shape because that, that is like sacrilege to say that. But maybe if he gets a little fitter, I'm not saying he's not fit. Yeah. I'm not saying he's getting tired. But if he's a little bit whatever, even if he's fit, but maybe he gets a little bit fitter, maybe that helps in the last five minutes also. Well, um, you know, this weekend in, in um, Indy wasn't late, but yes, I, I it, generally they are. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Fly Racing Motor 60 Show, by the way, flyracing.com. Uh, please check him out at motorsport.com or your local dealer. Uh, Jason Wygant on the line here. Does Eli Tomac bounce back? I say yes. I don't know if a win, but I say he bounces back. Yeah, because, uh, well, first of all, he's done it every – I did not realize this. I looked it up. He hasn't lost two in a row this year. He's bounced back from every one of these bad ones uh, with a good one. Um, and all the research I could do, all the insight I could get, once again, there is no indication of a long-term injury that he's hiding right. or a problem. You know, after Tampa, we were speculating crazy, like, what if he hurt his knee again, like he did last year? I don't believe there's any smoke where there's fire, so just run it back. This is the normally Eli Tomac mm-hmm. this weekend. There's nothing to think that he's going to suck again. Yeah, I think I'm kind of with you. Uh, who wins? Yeah. Who wins the two classes? Uh, ooh, man, that's actually a harder question than I thought. Dan, um, Wett, Dan Wett, Hunter Lawrence, uh, not original. No, and, wild. Then, and then Cooper wild. Webb. Yeah, and then Cooper Webb. Uh, I'm actually going to go Tomac, as crazy as that might be, after last week. But sure. uh, this is what he does. Yeah. And he yeah. was super – he was just ridiculous at this race last year. This race last year might have been his best race of the entire season. Really? He, I don't even – I can't even picture it off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, he was like fifth, and he just blew through all the guys. And then, then Anderson wanted it, um, you know, trying to stay with him. But yeah, uh, yeah. it was impressive. All right, fair enough. You're back uh, working for Feld again this weekend? You are the, the, the live, live guy? Yes, I am the fill-in not just for Lurch, but really for the Seven Deuce Deuce, if yep. you think about it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I, will be on, I will be part of Race Day Live with the great Justin Brayton. Oh, Brayton's back. A, we, oh, yeah, we had a conference call yesterday. I really agree with a lot of the points that he made. Oh, and really? He really okay. agreed with a lot of the points that I made. So we're going to bring a lot of those points we agree on onto the show together uh, this Saturday afternoon. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just, it never stops. Okay, uh, fair enough. RacerX online, check it out. The live guy in Detroit, check it out. Race Day Live, check it out. It's all Jason Wygant. That's all it is. Uh, just don't ask him to lube your chain. That's all. Um, no. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. See ya. See ya. That's Jason Wygant, everybody. Uh, we didn't give the socks away, so let's do the third caller. 702-586-7857. Third caller right now. You got it. For the socks. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. Thank you to the folks at Get. Plum Creek Funding, Decal Works, 100%, Vertex, Maxis Tires, Tits. Uh, once again, you brought it. I love it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you raise the level. Every time. It's amazing. Every time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you to Dan Truman. Thank you to Weege. And uh, we'll see you all next week.